Welcome to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. My name is Micah Hart, and with me today is Senator Bellino. So first off, thank you for joining. As I said, I would love to just start with this income tax cut in Lansing. All that's really going on with this budget proposal, and you've had a big part to play. Would you mind explaining what's going on with all of that and how it's looking in the Senate right now because we saw what the House has done with passing this, and now it's in the Senate. Okay, so the underlying issue here is got to go back to 2016 or 2015. We passed a gas tax raise. Uh, and we, needed, we needed more money for roads. Obviously, our roads are falling in disrepair. But one of the kickers in that to get Senator Nesbitt on the bill is a yes, he had an amendment. If revenues go up so much above inflation in the, in the fiscal year 2022 or 2023, then we lower the income tax to 4.25 to 4.05. Treasury told us this last December, and it was going to happen. And so the governor's been scrambling ever since, and that brings us to today. We voted on the EIT, uh, EITC tax, earned income tax credit, two weeks ago. And it would lower the taxes for 700000 Working families that are lower income, a family of uh, of four making fifty grand a year would save three thousand dollars a year. I voted yes for this. I have a lot of working poor in my district, Monroe, Hillsdale, Lenaway. So I voted yes for this. Another key part of this is the SOAR fund. The governor wants to put one point four billion into this fund where she can dangle it like a carrot and bring businesses into Michigan. Now, we set this up a year and a half ago to be bipartisan and to have oversight from the House and the Senate, and it's worked well. We've, we've funded a few projects working together on this, making sure the jobs created are exactly what they said, making sure the retention of the jobs are there or they give the money back. This all changes now. Uh, another part of this is uh, income tax relief for seniors. In the old days, before the income tax, the pension tax was repealed, people with a public pension retiring at any time, 48, 49, 50, didn't pay the state income tax because of a previous bill from the 60s. Drastically, grossly unfair to working families, working men and women in, in Michigan, in Hillsdale, in Lenaway, that didn't work for the government. It was great for government workers, bad for everybody else. So we need to change that. So in implementing this out, a, few, a couple weeks ago we talked about it, we raised the exemption for those that don't work for the public to $137,000 a year. So if you and I are married and we, we file jointly, we make $137,000 a year jointly after 59 and a half, we don't pay the 4.25 or the future 4.05% tax, which is great. Anything over that, we pay the tax. I can live with that. That evens the playing field a lot with public workers. But the problem is um, working seniors don't get a break. So if I chose to work till 70 years old, or like my father, he worked for me till he was 78 in my store, he wouldn't get that break, which doesn't make sense. And they rolled all of these bills together into one, one uh, bowl of gumbo and said that police and fire, they're going to get their break on their pensions right away. But everybody else, no matter who you are, it rolls out for four, for four years, 25% a year for four years. That totally upset me. The SOAR fund, the, the fund to bring business in with no oversight upset me. And then the 160 bucks for each filer of the taxes. So if we filed jointly, you and I would get 160 bucks back next year. Big freaking deal. It's 50 cents a day. 
and, and so that, but what that does though, the 160 bucks per filer takes all the extra money out of our budget, and so the income tax cannot be lowered now to 4.05. So the governor put all of this into a pot of gumbo, stirred it up. Uh, they got it through the House yesterday. There was one Republican that voted for it, uh, Mike Mueller from the Flint, the south of Flint area. He's a retired uh, deputy sheriff, and uh, and Mike's a great guy. I like Mike. He was shot in duty or, or stabbed right near the end of his of his tenure. He was almost killed. Um, I know he's going through some tough times, but he voted for it. A guy from Inkster or Garden City voted against it, a Democrat, so they were stuck. When Mike switched, then they got it through. And now it's going to come to the Senate uh, yesterday in the afternoon. We went into caucus, as the Dems did. We came out of caucus. The Dems were still in caucus. Now, I am associate pro tem, so I'm allowed to go onto the, onto the rostrum and gavel things in, gavel things out. I've done that a couple times. A staffer came behind me and said, hey, Joe, you want to end session now? I said, you're darn right I do. So I walked back, had a quick word with, a, with, the, with my leader, Senator Nesbitt. It took about 10 seconds. Senator Lowers got in position. I slowly walked up to the front. When I got near the roster, I took a quick turn, jumped up there, gaveled us in, and said the Senate is now in. Uh, and Senator Lowers, I recognized Senator Lowers, and Senator Lowers said, uh, I make a motion that the session's over today. I said, all those in favor say aye. Everybody said aye because there were no Dems on the floor, and their staffers aren't allowed to yell because they were back locked up in the room. They said, I, I gaveled out, and uh, we went home. The, Senate, the, 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 the Dems got out of caucus. They're all upset. I'm reading these quotes. There will be retribution. You know, at least he's going to get kicked off his position he has. He'll probably get kicked off committees. Who knows what they'll do to me? But I just follow the rules as written. And a, a little side note, when they did this to Senator Shirky a couple years ago, their penalty was, because they got up there and, and got things done quickly in, in the end of the session, the penalty was, no more speeches from a Democrat for a week. Now, what will my penalty be for doing the same thing? We shall see. Um, I know the House had a tough day. We ended on a high note. We went home. But all this does is delay the inevitable for five days because they got the votes. Every Republican is a no on this stupid bill. Every Democrat is a yes. It doesn't help working families. It doesn't lower income tax in the future. It gives the governor one over a billion dollars, almost a billion and a half, to play with to lure businesses in. And, and I'm all for getting more business in Michigan. I, I was part of the, the SOAR fund to begin with. I was on stage when they announced it with, with Mary Barr of GM to keep the GM plant in Lansing, the, the battery plant. I'm all for that. But to have no oversight and have one person pulling the levers on this is a little hypocritical of what the Dems has been telling us the last few years. So that's where we are today. Uh, it, was, it was a long day yesterday. It ended up being a good day. I've got, I got hundreds of phone calls and text messages on the way home from Lansing. And when I got home, I read them. People were enthused. People were excited. We're in a minority in the Senate, but every now and then we can use the rules to our advantage, delay things. Um, for instance, we put amendments on the board and make them vote for it, uh, like one of the amendments for the earned income tax credit was to, to raise it, and they all voted no, so we got that on, on record and some other things. So we'll, we'll use the rules to our advantage when we can. I'm hoping I'm still sitting on the floor next week. I mean, they could kick me out of my seat, I guess. They could do whatever they want. I'm not the boss. But uh, that's how it is. I did what I had to do. We ended session. We went home. and uh, But they do have the votes, 20 to 18 in the Senate, so it will happen probably next Tuesday, uh, and we'll see what goes from there. So that's what happened yesterday. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to go now to some other 
I think aspects too of this budget that Whitmer is really pushing and there is a lot of talk as well about these electric vehicle sales tax pauses, increased free community college and the expansion of pre-kindergarten, preschool. Um, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? And do, do you think that there are things that are really good that could help? Or do you think a lot of this is just going to continue to lead to more corruption in the state and a lot more authority given to the governor and obviously to her Democrat majorities? Well, don't forget the governor has all the power now. She's got uh, former Senator Curtis Hertel, whose brother is in the Senate. Uh, Curtis's wife runs DHHS, the biggest budget in the state. Curtis's father was Speaker of the House in the past and a longtime senator or, or longtime House member. He runs. He goes back and forth to the House and Senate and, get, and whips his bills. Some of the budget things I like. I'm a community college guy. I'm a community college grad. So is my wife. She was a teacher for 28 years. I went to work after two years. I was on a community college board for 15 years. I know the advantages of community colleges, what we can do to get skill sets in for people and find them jobs at a lot cheaper rate than U of M or any other public university. So I'm all for things like that. But all this money we're, sending, we're spending on this so-called new green deal is a, is a waste for me. I have, I have not much patience for that. I've got a big coal burner in my, in my uh, backyard here. And if we shut that down tomorrow... We need 67,000 acres of solar to make up for it. Now, mind you, we'll get no power from that solar at night, but we need 67,000 acres of good farmland to replace that. These are the kind of policies they're pushing. I'm against it. There's so much waste. I mean, two weeks ago, we had $9.2 billion extra in the budget, in, in the bank, without, without the rainy day fund, $9.2 billion. With, if this budget is implemented the way she wants and it, probably will who knows they got the, they got the numbers right now she we, we will be down to 250 million dollars extra from 9.2 billion to 250 million and if you look at the budget these monies are concentrated with the MEA and the urban centers there's not if you look at the budget there won't be much coming to Hillsdale and if they do say well you can apply for these grants they're not coming to Hillsdale believe me Hillsdale didn't vote for the governor. They're not getting this money. This is for all the urban centers that forward for to make people happy in the urban centers. And, uh, and, what, and I'm not sure what they're going for, but they're trying to, to push their agenda down our throats and, and make it harder to be a good, fun-loving America, American that loves this country. When the governor has this much power, it's tyrannical. So I'm really worried about this. Yeah. You um you are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I am Micah Hart speaking to Senator Bellino. Senator, I'd love to now transition a bit. We only have a we have a few minutes left, but I'd really love to focus yeah. on your work right now. On Tuesday, you introduced bipartisan legislation to help inform Michigan teenagers about the risks associated with gambling. Now, why what, what was so important about this specific piece of legislation to you and do you think what impact do you think it will have on the youth in the state? And are you concerned at all about how it could be implemented if it um, does, in fact, pass? Yeah, I have some concerns about the implementation. But right now, we're already mandated to talk a little bit about drug abuse, about alcoholism, about drug addiction, about opioids. And me being an addict in recovery, I know the kids need to learn about this stuff. And the stat I saw the other day was that 72% of people above 16 have gambled with their phone. Gambling is an addiction. The kids don't know that. So if they take 20 minutes, 
sometime their junior, senior, and talk about what gambling can do to you, how it can ruin your life, how you can lose everything through gambling. Uh, I, I think that's a good thing. I have no problem with that. Let, give the kids the knowledge that this can ruin your life, just like starting drinking, drinking at a young age, just like smoking dope at a young age, just like snorting cocaine at a young age. The younger you start, the higher the percentage is you become addicted to this, this substance. So I have no problem with that. Uh, I got bipartisan support and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's what I'm all about. It's about helping people. You know, when I came home last night on this so-called sugar high from, from what happened during the day, I went to one of my 12 step meetings. I met a new guy named Eugene got out of prison three days ago. So Eugene and I are, are buddies, man. We text this morning. That's the things we need to do in this world to make it better. And, and let the kids know about gambling addiction uh, is a good thing, I think. So that's why I introduced it. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's fantastic. And I'd, I'd love to ask. You said you, you're concerned maybe with the implementation a bit. Would you mind going a little further into that? If you have any specific concerns about that at all? Yeah, I have some concerns. So as as it goes through, I'll talk with the uh, Department of Education and, and give my ideas on how it should be implemented. I want it to be with all the drug and alcohol abuse stuff they go through, because they have a little chapter in the health, health, uh, in their health section about it. I want to stick it in there, because there's no difference between being a drug addict and being a gamble addict. We go to the same meetings, same 12 steps, same everything. It's a, it does the same thing to your, to your brain. The dopamine gets all fired up, same stuff. So I want it stuck in that section, so I'll see if I can do that. Yeah, I now want to shift again a little bit. We've already kind of discussed this, but um, with Republicans really in this minority, are you concerned about certain things getting passed, even things that may be seen as bipartisan just because of the nature of the state right now and Governor Whitmer in, as you said, complete control now? Is there some concern as to really what's going to happen these next few years with a complete Democrat slate? Yeah, I'm real concerned about the next two years. Uh, that's why our, our number one priority has got to be taking back the House. Take back the House in two years when he stops up. But they have an agenda. If you saw the bills they dropped the last four years when they were in the minority, uh, all this green energy stuff, all this woke stuff, all this, uh, you know, all these woke agenda stuff, that they're going to try to push all this stuff down our throat. Now, luckily, they've got some House people in real tough seats for the reelection. They've got some senators in four years in real tough seats. So if they go too far left, which I hope they do, we're going to take back those seats. This is what happened with Obama. He went too far left. We got, we got those seats back. And this is going to happen again. And uh, so, you know, we'll do the best we can to hold it back. But I know their agenda is nowhere near being complete. They're going to work it hard to, for two years. And, 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 and mind you, you know, this whole thing about changing the primary that we all voted against is all for the governor running for president. If Biden drops out and the Michigan primary is third or fourth in the list, she's going to win that big time. She won't even have to, to, uh, to, 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 to politic in Michigan. She'll go somewhere else. She'll win it big time and get the votes. That's what this is all about. It, all, this whole primary thing revolves around the governor running for president. And that is a scary thought, to tell you the truth. After what I've seen she's done the last month, it's a real scary thought. Yeah, so obviously you just mentioned that you think she could run for president do you think some of her policies specifically right now that she's focusing on even are indicating of that and um oh yes, yes. oh yes she's placating to the east coast and the west coast right now 
If she can make California happy with what she's doing, if she can make the New York people happy, and, and she's got Michigan and Illinois, she's three-quarters of the way there already. Look at the electoral map. She'll be three-quarters of the way there already. And, and, and the governor's a good politician. She's a good speech giver, uh, and, and she's excellent at it. I mean, she's a female version of John Engler, great politician. So it scares the heck out of me. The so, problem with that is that she's not John Engler, and John Engler's on our side on the road, and she's on the far left woke side. Yeah. So, you know, you know, look at some of the things she did the last few years. She, her husband tried to get the boat out of North, and we couldn't. She flew to Florida, which told us to stay home. She was caught in a bar with 12 people at a table, and we were told we could only have six or eight. I mean, these are the do as I say, not as I do things, and that's just how the governor is. So that scares the heck out of me. And so you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7. I am Micah Hart and talking to Senator Bellino. One more question, Senator, and then I'll let you get back yes. to your work. But my question really just would be a pretty basic one. Just what are you looking forward to in this next ter- this term of yours and the work getting done? I mean, we've already seen you come out with this proposal against gambling that's bipartisan. So what are you hoping to start paving with the Republican Party and even maybe working across the aisle a bit to ensure that Michiganders are taken care of. Well, we we got to keep working together and bring business in the state. But mostly, Republicans in the House and Senate need to stay together, keep fighting our fight, push good Republican values, don't push woke left wing BS, and and stay unified. And we have a chance to stop some of this stuff because there's a couple Democrats in the House that won't vote for all of this. Uh, stuff because they're in tough seats i mean you saw yesterday a guy voted no but we had and he got a republican to vote yes and they passed the bill in the house so there's some tough seats over there we have to stay united and and so far we are in the senate i know we lost one person in the house yesterday but you know we'll get we'll get him back he's a he's a good guy we'll get him back if we stay united we keep pushing our principles and we fight back and all this stuff we've got a chance to slow it down but we got to be united we got to have the people behind us and it, it starts. It started three weeks ago, and we're going to continue the fight. I I I know I said I was, that was the last question. I have one quick one, or however long sure. you want to take with it. But do do you think that compromise is very possible? I mean, you've already kind of mentioned there are some people, but do you think that it will be able to happen, or do you think Whitmer will really start trying to rally all of them um, on to her side? Well, I would have liked to have stopped the House vote yesterday if they lost the House vote or stayed all day long and didn't get the votes. We could slow her down, but now she's on a fast-selling ship, and she got this big thing pushed through. She's got her billions of bucks to bring business in, to do what she wants with. Uh, she got her she got her uh, uh, her so-called senior tax bill pushed through, which is grossly unfair, and uh, and she's not lowering the income tax, which is the main thing. I mean, the governor did want did not want to lower the income tax. All of this revolves around one thing. I do not want the income tax to go down, Governor Whitmer said. So that's what it was all about. And, and if, you, if you have a person running your government that doesn't want you to pay less taxes, that should scare the heck out of all of us. I know it scares me. Yes. Well, thank you so much for your time, Senator Bellino. We greatly appreciate it. I hope that you have a great weekend and best of luck with your work. We look forward to hearing from you again soon. Have a great day. Well, thank you. Have a great day.